Are you there? <laughs> People hate us. Uh, I know. <laughs> Want me to tell you someone who doesn't hate us is my cousin Natasha because she she lives down in um, in L.A. in the not L.A. in God, now she's going to kill me because I don't know where she lives. It's down south in California. Anyways, San Diego. Yes, San Diego area. Anyways, uh, she works at a hospital and she has a super long commute uh, back home because obviously traffic and California Mm. and, you know, duh. But anyways, so she listens to our episodes all the time. And uh, today she was texting me with me and she's like, "Uh, I really hope uh, the Darley part three is a long one because it looks like I have a over an hour commute. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> but like, I am super horrible at keeping in touch with her. And um, she says she listens, uh, one, because she obviously likes it, uh, or she's just telling me that. And two, she's like, it feels like I'm catching up with you. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. You're catching up with me and Crystal. <laughs> I've had a couple of friends say the same thing, but like, I'm yeah. really bad at just texting some people. Yes, so am and I. And I'll have like random friends reach out to me and they're like, I started listening to your podcast and it just, it's almost like having a conversation with you after <laughs> like not seeing you for forever. I was like, oh, because you know, if we ever get together, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was nice. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm such a horrible cousin, but... But I love Natasha. I just am horrible at keeping in touch with people. Yeah. So what do you have for me this week? I have a very interesting case for you this week. Um, So one of my favorite podcasts, Invisible Choir, covered this. Um, I love Invisible Choir. So if you're ever looking for another true crime podcast, um, Invisible Choir is a great one. Um, But... So I looked more into this case and, um, and I just think, well, for one, it's, it's sad, um, but it's just super interesting and just, just very random. But anyways, this is the train bridge shootings and this is going to be a two part. So just so everybody's aware, um, and I'm just going to start it off for you. So here we go. Here we go. Does it start with a love story? (laughs) <laughs> there is no love story. Okay. <laughs> this is different uh, for you. Okay. This is different. Yeah, there is no love story in here. Well, maybe. No, no love. No love. <laughs> so okay. um, the East Kingsford train bridge um, is over the Menominee River. I had to look up the pronunciation of this river. And um, I was listening to, I always go to like Google or I go to a newscast or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's pronounced Menominee and then of course yeah that's exactly what yeah (laughs) Menominee this is um this is a uh, bridge that connects Michigan and Wisconsin so the Menominee River runs in between and it connects both states and on the Iron Mountain which is on the Michigan side of things there's the side of the bridge known as the train bridge. And in Iron Mountain, this is like a very popular spot and has been a very popular spot for generations. Um, Teens have been going there for generations. They swim, they hang out, uh, they jump into the water. There's like a 25 foot platform um, kind of 
uh, rock cliff near the bridge, right? So teens go over there, they cross the bridge, they get to this platform, they jump in, they're swimming around, having a great time um, during the summer. Okay. Um, it's Technically, it's actually illegal to swim there, but obviously, since this has been happening for generations, you know, all the locals turn a blind eye, and um, and it's just a. It seems like one of those spots, a local kind of like hangout spot, right? Especially yeah. in the summer, it's like the one. It's almost like a rite of passage that you yeah, have to, like everybody goes there exactly, and so it's just a fun spot for kids to be, especially teens during the summer, and they're just hanging out and having a good time. So on Thursday, July 31st, 2008, um, local teen from Iron Mountain, Katrina Coates, who was 17 years old, um, was hanging out with her best friend. And Katrina, um, as far as how she she's described, she was just one of those effortless straight A students. Do you know that type of student you knew in high school who really didn't have to try for that A at all? Yeah. It just, it happened. And then there were some students that really had to work hard. And then there were the students that didn't have to work hard for it. And Katrina was one of these students. She was outgoing and boisterous. She had goals and she loved hanging out with her family. And on this particular Thursday, Katrina was hanging out with her best friend, Tiffany Polson, who was also 17, and they had been best friends since the second grade. So they were super close. Um, by all accounts, Tiffany was just a delight to be around. She loved babysitting. She was actually from Vulcan, Michigan, which was close to Iron Mountain. Um, she was a cheerleader, and they were both about to start their um, senior year at high school that fall. Tiffany um, had dreams of becoming a surgical technician, and they were just great friends. Uh, Katrina, when she talks about Tiffany, says that they were just super close, and they just loved being together, whether it was doing absolutely nothing or going out and hanging out with other friends and just being around town. Okay. So um, this particular day, they ran into another teenager while they were out at the local shopping mall, and his name was Anthony Spigarelli. They called him Tony, and he was 18. And he mentioned that later that afternoon, they were he was going to go to the train bridge with Derek Barnes, who was also 18, and he wanted to know if they wanted to go. Um, so Katrina and Tony already had a history together. That was actually Katrina's first boyfriend. And while they weren't together anymore, they were still, you know, friendly with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it was her first boyfriend, her first kiss, basically her first everything. Um, and that he was just a really special guy. Um, they, of course, stayed friends after they broke up. But because of just how great of a guy he was. Um, Katrina always stayed in touch with him. Um, he had already graduated high school at this point and um, he was just very outgoing. He played soccer. He actually wanted to study aeronautics and he was actually about to start college in three weeks. Tony was also the type of guy that just didn't care what anyone thought. He was super funny and just loved to do anything for a laugh. Derek, on the other hand, who Tiffany and Katrina had just met that day was essentially the opposite of Tony. He wasn't outgoing or like very boisterous. He was just kind of like laid back and down to earth. Um, when they all met up, 
they were like, okay, let's change and let's, you know, go swimming and whatever. So Katrina and her friends changed into their swimsuits on the Michigan side of the Menominee River. Uh, so remember that bridge connects Michigan and Wisconsin together. Mm -hmm. And it's basically just a few, few yards of connection between the two states. Okay. They left their stuff there on the Michigan side and they changed into their suits and they needed to get to the Wisconsin side of the river to jump off the large um, overhanging rock on the river that I was telling you about prior okay. to this. Um, and this could be done just by walking across the train bridge, but Katrina didn't have any shoes on that day. So she's like, I don't feel like walking barefoot across the bridge, the train bridge, which I don't blame her because I'm, I'm like imagining, you know, steel and wood and it's probably super hot. Right. So she just didn't feel like walking across that bridge barefoot. So she, she, I guess I'm, why does she not yeah. have shoes? I don't know. I Oh, because they were changing, remember? And they were going to start swimming and she didn't want to bring her shoes to the other side of the river, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like walking across the bridge with no shoes. So she essentially refused to rock across barefoot. So she decided to swim and the rest of the group followed her. No big deal. Once they got to the Wisconsin side, they started to walk up the embankment to get to the platform where they were then going to jump in the water. And at this very same time, there was another teenager named Brian Mort who was actually in the water with a couple of friends and he was celebrating his 19th birthday that day. And um, he dreamed of opening an auto shop with his brother. He had actually, uh, Brian Mort, dropped out of school at 17, but he went back to get his diploma and his family was super happy about it because I, I guess it was like a big deal when he dropped out at 17 because they really just like felt that Brian had more potential than like generations before in the family, right? Okay. And so this, this was gonna be a kid that was gonna break the cycle so like when he, he dropped out at 17, you know, his family was pretty bummed. Um, but then he kind of turned it around and he went back and got his diploma afterwards. And then he was only two weeks away from becoming the first person in his family to go to college. So Brian Mort's family was super excited. It was his 19th birthday. Like things were going great for Brian Mort. So as Tony and Derek are walking up the embankment, Katrina and Tiffany are following directly behind them. Okay. And remember, they're all barefoot and they're all in their swimsuits. And they're all wet because they swam across. And they're yeah, going they up swam so across. They they're jump. going up so they can jump again. About a few feet up, they're stopped dead in their tracks because a man in full camouflage jumps out about 20 feet in front of them holding a semi-automatic rifle and immediately opens fire on the teenagers. What? Yeah. Tony is shot close range in the middle of his forehead and Holy dies shit. instantly. His body rolls down the embankment. They were just walking up. The other three are basically running for their lives. They yeah. scatter and they're running for their lives. Katrina is holding Tiffany's hand tight as they fled. And the gunman is firing more shots. Oh my God. As they're running, Tiffany is shot in the back of her head, killing her instantly. Later, Katrina would recall 
and I quote, we had run about 15 feet and suddenly she lost grasp of my hand. I thought she had tripped, but then I saw blood in her hair and her face had been shot off, mutilated. At that point, I assumed she was dead and I had to keep running. Later, it was confirmed that she had died instantly. But if she hadn't, I wouldn't have ever been able to live with myself having left her there. If there had been any sign that she was alive, I absolutely wouldn't have left without her. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Katrina keeps running. She finds Derek, who's ahead of her. So together, they hold hands and they run as fast as they can away from the shots. They recall seeing bark flying off the trees as shots are ringing out behind them. Was this now, guy chasing them or was he just, standing he kept, in place? He was standing in place and he kept firing in their direction oh that they were God. running. So now remember, they're running barefoot through the dirt and the brush and the wilderness. So you'll see a picture that we'll post of the, um, of the train bridge and kind of the vegetation that surrounds it. It's like a wooded area that you, you know, like trees and bushes and it's just wilderness. This is right? the, like what comes to mind is every place ever yeah. that you go cliff diving. Yeah, exactly. So they're running for their lives. Their feet are bleeding, okay? Oh. And they just keep running. They don't know if the gunman is following them or not because they are just in a sheer state of panic. All they could hear was more shots being fired. Katrina, at one point, she like begged Derek. She's like, I, I just want to stop and I want to hide and stay put and just hide. And Derek made her keep going, telling her, you can't do that. If you do that, you are going to die. Oh um, so he makes her keep running. And then um, he says to her, we need to go. I am not leaving here without you. So Katrina and Derek run across the bridge towards the Wisconsin side and they keep running for miles. Okay. Wow. Uh, they're, they're passing by homes uh, where it's obvious that no one was home or homes that looked boarded up. And so they didn't want to stop there. They just kept running until they found a home where they thought it would be safe to stop. They finally find a house that has a couple of cars in like the long driveway. They run up to the house and Katrina says, uh, you know, Derek stopped to knock, but like we didn't even wait for an answer. We just knocked on the door and then pushed our way in. Like he just opened the door. Um, he barged in and they just, they weren't even, I mean, could you imagine you were just hanging out with your friends a few minutes ago. Yeah. And, and now you, your whole entire world has just been flipped upside down and your life is in danger. So they barge into this house with this poor elderly couple. The it's husband. Always an elderly yeah. couple. The husband was sitting on the couch, like watching the, the news and like the the wife was in the kitchen making spaghetti and here, oh here come these two teenagers in their bathing suits. They're bleeding from like their waist down because they had just been running through brambles and through thorns and through, you know, wilderness. Yeah. And, um, they just barge right in. Derek immediately starts closing all the blinds in the house. Cause he's just panicked, right? They're both panicked that the gunman is just right behind them. But can you, 
you imagine being this couple and these no. two kids come in and they just start like shutting your windows? I'd be like, <laughs> excuse me. And actually Derek was, uh, Katrina says that Derek was saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry as he's like closing. That's he's there, cute. They're like apologizing over and over and they're try- they're like trying to close all the blinds, like, like barricade the door. Um, so Katrina, her first call she makes, oddly enough, is to her mom. Instead okay, of 911. But, like, but I, I see where she's coming from. Yeah, though. she's a kid. She's scared yes. out of her mind. All yes. she wants is her mom. Yes. Yeah, so I completely see where Katrina is coming from. And I'm sure at this point, Derek is trying to explain to the elderly folks like what is happening and that they need help. Katrina calls her mom um, to tell her to come. Um, she All she tells her mom is that Tiffany and Tony are dead. Um, and she tells her where she is. Like she tells her mom where she's located. Then she hangs up and then she calls 911. Um, as they are on 911 with the operator, the operator already had other calls come in at that point about the shooting by the train bridge. So police were already aware this was happening. Um, by the time Derek and Katrina got to the house, you know, people were already starting to, to move to get on the scene. Do we know who called before they did? Yes. You'll find out in a second who okay. called. Um, so Derek and Katrina, the, the operator tells them, you guys need to get to a safe spot. So they take the elderly couple and all four of them go hide in the small cellar of the elderly couple's oh. <laughs> I kept wondering, like, I wonder if, like, the woman brought the spaghetti down there or how far <laughs> along was the spaghetti? Because they, and then this you was... Know, you, if, if I was that little old lady and I was in the middle of cooking, I'd be yeah. like, you know, yeah, let's I'm get. making this anyway. Spaghetti is one of those things that like you make a I huge know. pot because yeah. like, portion, who knows how to portion control spaghetti, honestly. Highly doubt that's how it went down, but it is a very nice thought. <laughs> it's, so that's how I want it to I know, happen because I know, of how horrifying. Can you, um, how horrifying this all is? Like I... When I was reading all about this, I just kept what fla- what kept flashing in my mind is just how instantly their carefree teenage summer was over. Like yeah, that is done. It's not even that they heard something coming and it was like a uh-uh. couple no. of minutes of oh something uh, no. it was like literally split second change yeah yeah awful Ugh. so Derek Katrina and the elderly couple they're hiding in the small cellar the police said you stay there till we get there meanwhile back at the river after the gunman saw Katrina and Derek flee he turned his attention to the water do you oh, remember who was in the water yeah Brian Mort Okay. So I meant to ask this earlier. Was Brian yeah. by himself or did he have friends no, with him? He had a couple of friends, but as soon as the shots rang out, like everyone was super confused that they just uh, went up. To, they were swimming up to the bank on the other side. Right. Because okay. they're like, what is happening? So Brian Mort was on the Michigan Riverbank at this point, 70 yards away from the gunman. As bullets sprayed the bank, Brian was shot in the head and chest and fell to the ground. And he lay seriously wounded, 
right oh there. My God. Another teen who was witness to it all, like to the shots on the other side of the bank and with Brian, he hid at the base of the bridge and called 911 as this was going down, as like right after the first shots rang out. Wow. So he had already called 911. And so at this point, Derek and um, and Katrina, they're already running. Tiffany and Tony are shot and instantly died. And Brian's been shot and now he's wounded laying on the bank. So sirens are getting closer at this point. The gunman immediately, as soon as he hears the sirens, he retreats back into the woods. In total... The crazed camo man is how I'm going to refer to him right now. Okay. Shot about 17 shots in all. It was not until later that they discovered he had planned to shoot way more, but his gun jammed up after the 17th shot. And that's why he fled back into the woods. Wow. So... Seconds later, about 100 police officers had swarmed the area Holy of the tra- yeah of the train bridge. Right, they were able to locate and get to Brian Mort first because he was on the bank of the river. Yeah. They they weren't able to see Tiffany and um and Tony at this point because Probably they were on they the, got out of there so and, quick. yeah and they were on the other side. Um, the bodies, their bodies were on the other side where the gunman had fled off to. Oh, right? I got um, Derek and Katrina yeah, mixed Katrina, up with no. Tiffany and... Yeah. Okay. So, um, so he was transported, Brian Mort was transported to a more secure location on the bank and then there was an ambulance that got there. They picked him up and they were able to, because he still had a pulse and they were able to take him to Dickinson County Memorial Hospital. So while the swarm of local and county officers were just all over the train bridge, trying to secure the area, trying to search for the gunman, Katrina and Derek were still waiting in the cellar with the elderly couple and the SWAT team came in like full gear descended on the house can you imagine again now i'm thinking of this old couple right the guy's like man i just wanted to eat some spaghetti and like an hour later we have the swat team in our house yeah full gear descended upon the home um they knocked down the door and they were able to escort uh they were able to escort Derek and katrina to separate vehicles but at this point katrina is terrified and they're trying to separate Katrina and Derek but Katrina is like no I am staying with Derek and she told them that's her only comfort oh yeah and she said and I quote I told them no he's all I've got right now oh my god I mean the desperation the desperation she must have had so they they allowed them to stay together And it wasn't till around midnight. So this all happened in the afternoon, right? And I think the SWAT team descended on the house around four o'clock, three or four o'clock. It wasn't till around midnight, Katrina and Derek were still with the police, that they were shown a 20-year-old picture of the suspected gunman. Katrina definitely was like, yep, that is him. Derek wasn't very sure. Um, So... So I think police at that point kind of already knew who their suspect was. 
Yeah. And so the only picture they were able to find was an old yearbook picture that was 20 years old. Really? Yeah, of this, of the suspected gunman. So Katrina positively identified him. Derek wasn't sure. Now, so I'm sorry if I missed yeah. this. What year was this? This was in, I said it at the beginning, but I know I forget, 2008. Okay. Yeah. So this was Man. back in 2008. Yeah. So back at the river, it would be probably at around 8 p.m. till the authorities were able to find and get to the bodies of Tony and Tiffany and recover them. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awful. Around that same time, word would get out that Brian Mort had died shortly after arriving to the hospital. Ugh. Doctors tried everything, but his wounds that he suffered were way too devastating. Yeah. And it wasn't until 7.30 a.m. the next day that they would learn that the crazed gunman had walked out of the woods unarmed and surrendered to police. And it was like at, during the craziness of all this. No, it or? was the next morning. The next okay, morning. He so, stayed the night in the woods. Okay. Yeah. So at 7.30 a.m., he surrendered, walked out of the woods, was unarmed, surrendered himself to police. And that's when they would learn his name. This that is so weird. crazy douche canoe was named Scott J. Johnson. And he was a 38-year-old unemployed army veteran who would later be deemed 100% competent at the time of the shootings. And basically, he hatched this plan because his plan was to bait police after a series of poor life choices he had made in the last 10, 15 years. Later... So, sorry, he wanted yeah. to yeah. suicide by cop? Uh, yeah, basically his plan was he was going to bait police after he used these teens as bait, right? Shooting the teens. And then police were going to come, as he suspected. And then he had tons of, you'll find out later. Oh, this, you like, were poorly saying hatched he had plans for, okay. Yeah, uh-huh. He was going to shoot off many more rounds, but his gun jammed, right? And he turns out to be a failure in everything. Um, but later in a series of interviews with the press, he would state about the shooting. Do you get upset about it? No, you just clean it up and get another glass of milk. So what? he, he was comparing the shootings of the teens to like a glass of spilled milk when they asked him if he felt bad later. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is wrong with him? Oh, so much. And you'll find out. And I, <laughs> I'll, I'll quote this in the next one too. But my favorite part of this whole thing is when Brian Mort's dad uh, gives his impact statement directly to Scott Johnson and basically obliterates him and just is like, you, basically everything you've done is a failure. You couldn't even <laughs> hatch a plan. That failed. You wanted to kill all these police. You couldn't even do that. And like just starts listing everything he failed at in his impact statement. I, it's my favorite impact statement I have ever heard. <laughs> ever, ever. So you'll hear that uh, okay. in the next one. 
But yeah, so uh, we will do part two and you'll find out all about this uh, That's where part one ends? Yes! Oh my God. <laughs> Super short, I know. I know. Okay. Isn't that crazy though? Yeah, I'm just... So you're welcome for that uplifting story. I guess it's your turn. Um. <laughs> it is, after what you've put me through lately. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I can't even. She shall not be named. Yeah, I can't. Or I even. guess the case that shall yeah, not be named. The case that shall not be named. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah. So part two will be next time. But yeah, that's some intense part one. Yeah, and so he only got seventeen shots off. Yep. Do you know what the time was that like less than a minute was two minutes or how long um, was that? This happened in a span of, I think, three or four minutes when all of this was happening. God, those two kids were running. Oh, they ran for miles. For I don't, miles. So they uh, were running probably a good 20, 30 minutes yeah. after the shooting ended. I would still be running right now if that was me. At 17, uh, I'm 42. I'm still running. Like, that's how scared oh I would God. be. Yeah. So. Do, does the little old couple come in at all? Uh, no, we don't hear anymore oh, about the sad. little. I know. But I'm sure, like, they, I'm, I bet anything, like, Derek and Katrina met up with them at some point. Probably. To, like, yeah. go back and say thank you. Like, we're yeah. sorry we ruined your house and SWAT came in and broke down your door. But think of Katrina. She lost her best friend since second grade. The mm -hmm. first love of her life, Tony, right? Yeah. And now she is forever connected to Derek. Who right? was a stranger to her. Who was a stranger to her just out an hour before all of this happened. Which is, that makes it so much harder that I know. she was like, he's yeah. all I have. Yeah. Because, because it was true at that moment. That is all she had. Yeah. She didn't get to be reunited with her mom. Her mom didn't get to see her till like 2 a.m. that night. Really? Yeah, because they were they the police still had them interviewing them, trying to get as much information as they could. Like oh they didn't God. they didn't release her to her family and Derek to his family until much later that night. I mean, she was a minor, wasn't she? She was 17. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So how could they question her without her parents there? I don't know, because I don't think she was being charged with anything. I think she was no, just being legally, protected. No, but legally, even if they're not being, like, any form of questioning, I don't think that police can speak to you without your parents' permission. Well, I think, so I think maybe not questioning her, but I think maybe just protecting her because they still hadn't found the gunman yet, right? I, I so guess. she was just probably in police protection. And but why can't her parents be with her in the protection? I don't know, Crystal. That is not the point. I'm the point, angry. <laughs> the point is that she has Derek. Okay, that is all she has. She has Derek. No, what I was going to say was, I mean, think of Brian Mort's family. Right. He had turned his life around. He was two weeks away. And they were all so proud of him. And it was his birthday. Oh, my God. So, I mean, and then Tony, like he was about to go to college, too. Yeah. Tiffany was about to start her senior year. It's just so sad. Anywho. 
Well, sweet okay, dreams, everybody. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Aren't you glad this isn't the summer? Because wouldn't it be like odd timing if I'm like, well, now I'm going to go swim in the river and hope no one I don't opens. I know how to swim, so I'm safe. Are you kidding me? I, I can barely dog you paddle. <laughs> oh, my if there's any listeners who live in <laughs> Washington that want to teach me how to lap swim, I have an LA fitness account <laughs> if you want to come teach me. I want to uh, learn. All right. Well, I will see you for part two. Yes, I will eager, eagerly. E- eagerly. I will await part two because part one. Yeah, um, that was intense. Yeah, that was a rude ending. Yeah, but. Sorry. Okay. Well, you'll hear more about this uh, trash bag next time. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Kat and I are so grateful for all of our listeners, and we love hearing from you guys. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Alternative Interest Podcast, and let us know your thoughts on this week's case. We want to cover the things that you guys want to hear. So please email us your case suggestions at alternativeinterestpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening and sharing us with your friends. Be good to each other and we'll see you next week. <laughs>